Welcome to the Nest Football Show, episode number eight. Eddie Knight, back at it again, my friend. Woo diggity, let's get it. Gonna be a big week, but first we gotta tell you about Thrive Fantasy. It's it's a great betting app. Eddie and I use it every single week. Every week. Promo code NES, N-E-S-T. Uh, lost someone on the Carson Wentz prop bet this week, but hey, that's what next week's for. You're not thriving if you don't use Thrive Fantasy code NEST, N-E-S-T. Not Jets, Jets, Jets. It's NEST, NEST, NEST. <laughs> N-E-S-T, NEST. If you ain't buying, you're not thriving. All right, let's get into episode number eight of the NEST Football Show. Hello? You play to win the game. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. All right, Eddie. First game, Thursday night football. Packers versus the San Francisco 49ers, a team riddled by injuries. They just announced George Kittle's going to be out. Unfortunate for them. Uh Eddie, what do you think about this 49ers team, though? Uh, I definitely think it's interesting considering that Debo Samuel and George Kittle, two of their most electric offensive players, are out for extended period of time. Look out for Kendrick Bourne. The guy had 8 for 81 uh, and 16 points. He had 10 targets, so he's definitely a guy to look out for. Only owned in 9.3% of leagues. Also, another guy that really went off last week. Uh, he was he was a late addition to the squad. Um, I ended up starting him because I had some injuries on my team, and Terry McLaurin was on a bye. But Brandon Ayuk, the rookie out of Arizona State, really showed out last week. Um, the last two weeks, he's had 17 and 23 at Seattle, and I know Seattle has a dismal passing defense, but he went 8 for 91 on 11 targets with a touchdown, resulting in 23 points. With these injuries, and especially with Kittle out, I think Ayuk could face trouble against Jair Alexander, who's one of the best corners in the league for Green Bay. And considering that considering that the Packers have the seventh-best passing defense, it might raise some concern on starting him. He's projected 11.2. I'm forced to start him, but if you have better options, go ahead, put them instead. Um, a lot of the focus will be on Ayuk this week. Also, considering that most of the 49ers' backfield is on injured reserve, you got Raheem Mostert, who's been out. You have Jeff Wilson, Jr., who's also been out. Um, so you kind of have, I mean, the Packers have a middle-of-the-road rushing defense. Um, Jarrett McKinnon last week had three rushes for negative one yards, but he also had four for 40 in the passing game for 13.9 points. Those aren't, that's not volume, though. So if you didn't, it's not volume. It's not going to get him looks. He's only projected 8.6. He's a guy that like you might want to put on your bench, but he's not considered he's not considered a starter this week. I don't like him, but I just I would just stay away from the 49ers backfield. Especially too like with a guy like Jarek McKinnon too, Eddie, uh you got to treat him like he's a wide receiver. And the Packers, they have the seventh best passing defense in the NFL. So a guy like him, he's not getting the volume when it comes. He's not getting the volume in the backfield, and he's not getting. And he he might get the targets, but you can't rely on him for much. You can rely on him for a borderline flex play at most, but against a tough Packers passing defense and a guy like McKinnon, who is essentially a wide receiver, uh, yeah, it's not too promising. Moving on to the Packers. 
Eddie, we said last week Devontae Adams might have thirty might have fifty points. He didn't get there, but he still had thirty. Uh he's been great. Despite missing three weeks, Devontae Adams is now wide receiver number seven. He's had 70 points in the last two weeks. It is absolutely absurd. Something to keep an eye on, though, is that he's their only legitimate passing option for the Packers. And the 49ers passing defense is 11th in the NFL, so there are no slouches. And the Packers don't have a ton of options. Rob Tanya had a decent week with 12.9 points. But aside from Tanya and Devontae Adams, there's not a lot of options for Aaron Rodgers to throw the football to. So... Uh, Adams is obviously still start, but expect him to have not expect him to have kind of a down week. I mean, a down week for him right now is like 15, 20 points, but don't expect to see him in the thirties or the forties. You know, um, he's going to come back down to earth a little bit, especially since he's the only legitimate option for Aaron Rodgers. Now, what is really interesting too, is talk about a guy who's unbelievable. Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones, he did not play last week. He's questionable this week. But despite not playing the last two weeks, he is running back number nine in the NFL for fantasy points in ESPN PPR, which is unbelievable. So he is questionable this week. So the Packers are really hoping that he plays because TJ Dillon and Jamal Williams both tested positive for COVID. Now, the running back options are Dexter Williams and Tyler Irvin. Both those guys combined have a combined 15 carries. So if you're the if you're a Packers fan, you better hope Aaron Jones plays. But you should definitely keep an eye on both of those guys this week. Tyler Irvin and Dexter Williams. One of them's gonna get their first NFL start if Aaron Jones doesn't play. And if you're a Packers fan, you better hope he plays. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Raider. Um, obviously, it's been very concerning for you and other Aaron Jones owners as he has been out for the last two weeks. So hopefully he gets back on the field. Yeah, so it definitely looks like um, Devontae Adams will be mirrored by Richard Sherman. Richard Sherman is having a pretty decent year, but Devontae Adams is just red hot. So it's going to be an intriguing matchup. But I think if you're a receiver and you're getting thrown the ball by Aaron Rodgers, I think you're bound for a good week. And, you know, with San Francisco being middle of the road passing D, I could see him repeating having 20-plus. So who do you think wins this matchup, Richard Sherman or Devontae Adams? I think Sherman does. Woo! Hot take Eddie. Yeah, see if he can uh, make it three great weeks. All right, Ed, we're moving on to the Sunday slate of NFL games. It's a stinker. Jaguars versus Texans, two pitiful defenses. Uh, I pretty much see everybody other than the Jaguars receivers succeeding with Jake Ludden coming in this week, but I think everyone else could have monster fantasy weeks across the board. Oh, yeah, definitely James Robinson, still uh, running back number five. He was a guy that no one heard of coming into drafts. Uh, most people added him on free agency. He's now owned in 99% of leagues, which is crazy. No one expected this guy to be a top five running back. Um, and, you know, he was getting the volume at L.A. before the bye, um, 22 from 119, averaging 5.4 yards a carry, um, 31 points. I mean, you love that if you're a running back owner. Um, you love the volume. You love the the carry share as he has no competition in this Jags backfield. Um, but yeah, Keelan Cole, Lavishka Chenault, all of them aren't projected to have good weeks considering that Jake Lawton is now the starting quarterback. We'll see how they do, but you don't want to trust that. You want your receivers to be getting thrown the ball by starting quarterbacks, not backups. So 
besides James Robinson on this Jags offense, just stay away. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think James Robinson is going to eat. The Houston Texans have the 31st best rushing defense in the NFL. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, Bill O'Brien did a great job building that team. But good news for Texans, for fantasy owners with Texans players, uh, the Jaguars' passing defense is brutal. 25th in the NFL, and their rushing defense is brutal too. 25th in the NFL. So I'm a David Johnson owner. It's been a frustrating year with David Johnson. Very up and down, very streaky. So David Johnson could be a good play this week. He, he's in my lineup this week. And guys like Randall Cobb, Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, all these guys are good quality NFL wide receivers. Will Fuller in particular is is having an above average year. You know, he's had his he's had his spurts, he's had his moments. I expect all three of those guys to have at least ten points because this Jaguars defense is just brutal. And yeah, you have Deshaun Watson throwing you the ball too. Yeah, so definitely about Will Fuller is in years prior, he's been very streaky. He'll have one great game and I'll have one, you know, pretty dismal game. But from looking at his stats right now, I mean, he's put up double-digit numbers since week three. So he's looked really good. Um, in week six against Tennessee, he had six for 123 for a touchdown. He currently has five touchdowns on the year, 31 for 490. So he's been really good with replacing DeAndre Hopkins in this offense. You knew he was going to get uh, a majority of the target share coming into the year. And he's looked amazing. He's honestly in that high flex range to wide receiver two definitely saw him this week great play oh i think he's a i think he's a uh lock for a flex at minimum uh who do you think has more points this week will fuller or david johnson uh that's a good question jake um i mean when david johnson's getting the carries you know it depends uh it depends on whether or not bill o'brien will have a balanced offensive attack david johnson had 16 points last week he's been mediocre um but i definitely think that will fuller will have a big touchdown this week yeah i agree i'm gonna go with consistency here i'm gonna take will fuller in that department because david johnson he's he's good for like 10 points every week but consistency is not his forte so i'm gonna take will fuller all right eddie we got a stinker of a matchup for you washington football team versus the giants and the stat of the week for me is the washington football team has the number one passing defense in the NFL. That's astonishing. Numbers never lie, Ed, except for when you uh, have two wins on the season. But for me, the X factor is the Giants' passing defense is brutal. It's 27th in the NFL. And the Redskins have a guy by the name of Terry McLaurin as their star wideout. Yes, sir. Um, This is definitely a big game for me uh, in my fantasy week because I have Terry McLaurin and Antonio Gibson. Um, two really young players, Terry McLaurin, the second year wide receiver out of Ohio State, and Antonio Gibson, the fourth round pick out of Memphis. Um, Terry McLaurin's been insane this year. Uh, his totals on the year is 43 receptions for 557 and two touchdowns. Obviously, the touchdowns need to come up, but when you're playing a pretty bad passing attack, passing defense such as New York, he's bound to get one. He had one against Dallas before the bye. He was ranked as wide receiver 10 before his bye in week 8, but now he's slotted as wide receiver 17. This is a great time to trade for a guy like Terry McLaurin who has huge upside. He's proven in his second year that he is very explosive and that he can be consistent 
and be the number one receiver in this offense. Um, so with Terry McLaurin also is that he is getting all the targets in this offense. Um, whoever the quarterback is, they're always looking Terry McLaurin's way. And he's he kind of reminds me of DeAndre Hopkins when he played in uh, Houston, where DeAndre Hopkins went through quarterback after quarterback, but he was still able to put up consistent numbers. Um, when I was drafting and I saw Terry McLaurin on the board, he was slipping a bit, got him in the fourth. Um, I was skeptical whether or not I wanted to take him as my wide receiver too, considering the inconsistency and the uncertainty in the quarterback room for Washington. So Terry McLaurin, um, I'm kind of ranting a bit, but I love him. Can't explain him enough. Um, he's the man. And talking about someone, Antonio Gibson, the rookie out of Memphis, He's been incredible this year. He's running back 19. I see possibly by the end of the year he goes into the top 15, top 12 range for running backs. He had 20 for 128 and a touchdown against Dallas. Um, that's a volume we love to see out of running backs. Um, and with me having James Conner and Josh Jacobs as my two running backs, um, guys that are all getting volume, it's really good to see as a fantasy owner. Great to see a guy like Antonio Gibson really pop off. Um, I think, you know, against the Giants where they don't have a great rushing defense, um, I think he could have a really big week. He's projected 14 points. I'm starting it on my flex. Yeah, I agree with a lot of the things you said there. Uh, something I want to talk about is Daniel Jones. He's thrown up. He had 18 points last week uh, against the Bucks, which is pretty impressive. And, you know, he might get eaten up this week. This Washington football team passing defense somehow some way with guys like Ronald Darby as their cornerbacks have a lot of the least passing yards in the NFL. Um, Daniel Jones is good for at least two turnovers a game, but something to keep an eye on is if you're playing one of these New York Giants wideouts at your flex, guys like Golden Tate, Darius Slane, Sterling Shepard, they all had over 10 points last week and they've been on the come up. You know, the Giants played, aside from Jones' turnovers, the Giants played really well against the Bucks. But I don't know if I like anybody on the Giants' offense, especially their wide receivers, with Daniel Jones, who's turnover-prone, throwing the ball. But Sterling Shepard, since coming back in Week 7, he had 17.9 against Philly and 15.4 against Tampa Bay. But will that hold up against this Washington passing defense? No, yeah, I definitely agree with you. But um, with the way Daniel Jones has been spreading the ball, I think one of these receivers will do really well and break through and have a good week. That being said, I like Sterling Shepard this week, regardless of the matchup. Yeah, if, yeah, if, I, if I'm going to pick one of them to start at my flex, it's definitely Sterling Shepard, without a doubt. All right, Eddie, moving on, we have the Baltimore Ravens versus the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, so we've talked about pretty much how nobody has any fantasy value other than Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews, uh, we were severely wrong in this week because I think it's starting to show that Lamar, this season has started to show that Lamar Jackson is not the passer that we all thought he was. And his, his passing yardage and the way he distributes the ball has been choppy all year. I mean, you look at, you look at guys like Hollywood Brown, who they paid big bucks to. He had two targets last week. You look like guys like Mark Andrews, who have been a bust this year in fantasy. And so, two two guys who went off this week. Not going off, but for their value, it was very impressive. Gus Edwards, the Gus Bus, 16 for 87 yards for 14 fantasy points. And J.K. Dobbins had 15 
for 113 for 13 fantasy points. These guys, I was watching this game on Red Zone. Both these guys showed flashes of brilliance. And it's amazing what either of these guys could be if they're getting that Derrick Henry kind of volume of workload, but they aren't. What I noticed was that there was just no confidence in Lamar Jackson from the Ravens, especially you're playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are the best rushing defense in the NFL, and and you're giving 15 carries each to J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Lamar Jackson, he is quarterback. He only had 16 fantasy points this week. Imagine drafting him so high, you know. People talk about Lamar Jackson's more than a running back. You know what? He might just be a running back, Eddie. Wow. Couldn't have said it any better, and I want to say this again. Justin Herbert is ahead of Lamar Jackson in the fantasy quarterback rankings. My starter is better than your starter if you're a Lamar Jackson owner. And Marquise Brown has been terrible this year. One reception, three yards, and a touchdown. So that inflated his numbers a little bit to (laughs) 7.3 points. But, man, this guy's been, like, pretty subpar to say the least. Only going in double digits in three weeks this season. He's not a guy that is too appealing. Um, if you have him, try to trade him for someone with you know high value that isn't really you know popping off yet, but has potential. Going back to Lamar Jackson, I mean, J J K Dobbins and Gus Edwards. It's annoying how much they've been wasted this year by that bum Lamar Jackson, like. Willie Sneed and Hollywood Brown are talented wide receivers, and he can't even get in the fucking ball. And it's just amazing. He's been so poor this year. Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins should both be in the top 10 for fantasy points. They're two extremely talented guys, and they're being wasted this year. Like, the fact that they were running the ball so many times against a Pittsburgh defense, a Pittsburgh rushing defense that is the best in the NFL, and they were still getting points like they were, and yards like they were, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, Jake, I don't think he's a bum. I think he's just having a bad year. I think uh, I went a little too far there. I might have yeah. went a little too far. Um, he's having a little junior slump, quote-unquote. I know that's not whatever that relevant, is. whatever that is. But they do play the Colts. The Colts are the number one fantasy, whatever that means, the number one fantasy defense. Um, they recorded, I believe, four touchdowns this year, which is incredible. Um, 20 points last week against Detroit. They shit on Matt Stafford. And honestly, expect them to shit on Lamar Jackson too because their offense isn't that good. Um, another guy like who? Besides Jonathan Taylor, a guy that's been <laughs> middle of the road. You know, he's been pretty decent for a rookie. Um, position ranked 20th. Um, you know, he had 11 for 22 at Detroit last week. Um who else are you starting in this lineup? I mean, Trey Burton, who had, I believe it was 10 points. Eddie, I'm not Eddie. I'm not starting, if I had the option to, I'm not starting a single person on either team in this matchup, and I'll tell you why. Baltimore Ravens, second-best defense in the NFL. Indianapolis Colts, third-best defense in the NFL. This game is a nightmare for fantasy owners far and wide. Definitely, and definitely not start uh, T.Y. Hilton. He Fuck sucks. that guy. <laughs> All right, Ed, moving on. We got the Minnesota Viking versus the Detroit Lions and Matthew Stafford. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford had 25 last week. I benched him for Justin Herbert. Um, but, yeah, the resurgence of Marvin Jones is real, guys. He had six targets at Atlanta Week 7, and then he had seven in Week 8, which was last week. 13-19 and 19 for Marvin Jones. Looked good. Three for 39 and two touchdowns. He didn't really make – 
definitely made the most out of his targets, but with the two touchdowns, it really inflated his numbers. But against a dismal and terrible passing defense in the Vikings, which ranks 26 amongst 32 NFL teams. Transitioning to the Vikings, Dalvin Cook came back after two weeks out. He added a whole new dimension to that to that Vikings offense. Dalvin Cook is a great play this week, especially because the Lions rushing defense is 20th in the NFL. They are brutal. The guy had 48 points last week. 30 carries, 163 yards. Dalvin Cook is a must start. He might have 30 points this week. This Lions rushing defense is brutal. Something to keep an eye on is the Lions passing defense is not that bad. They're pretty good. And this could have been as a consequence for Dalvin Cook having the week that he had. But Adam Thielen had 5.7 points last week. He started off hot. He's all the way down to wide receiver number 13. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh... Eddie, how about your boy Justin Jefferson? 5.6 points last week. Um, he's definitely that streaky receiver that Will Fuller once was. And the touch on Dalvin Cook, 30 carries. That's insane. Talk um, about volume. Totally. Talk about volume with Josh Jacobs, who only had 12.6 points with 31 carries. Uh, I'm pretty upset as a Josh Jacobs fan. You should be. <laughs> and an owner. So, yeah. Thanks on that. I really appreciate it. But Thielen and Jefferson, uh, they go up. It's going to be Adam Thielen versus Jeff Akuda, the third overall pick in this year's draft. He's been really good. That's part of the reason why Detroit has such a good passing defense. Um, so whoever's not getting shadowed by Jeff Akuda will have a pretty decent week. I expect Justin Jefferson to bounce back. I expect him to have 12 plus points. He's projected around 14. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, this Detroit Lions pass me if it's his 15th in the NFL, so it's not too shabby. Who do you think has more points this week, Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen? Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I'm going to go with Jefferson, too. I'm going to go with Jefferson. All right, moving on. We got the Bears and Tricky Dick Nick Foles versus the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Ah. Uh, Starting with the Titans, you know, we said two weeks ago when the Titans played the Steelers, we're going to find out which team is for real and which team is a pretender. And it turned out the Steelers were for real and the Titans were pretenders. Pittsburgh, the last undefeated team in the NFL, and the Tennessee Titans and their brutal passing defense let Joe Burrow walk all over them. But here's the good news. They still have Derrick Henry. Now, the Bears' defense is nothing special. I'm amazed this team is at where they're at, especially with Nick Foles and and not the greatest defense in the world. Uh, 23rd best rushing defense in the NFL, Derrick Henry. He had 17.2 last week. I'm calling it 30 points for Derrick Henry. Uh, but on the, on the other side of the ball, Tannehill, he is quarterback number 9. He had 19 last week. And on, on the other side of the ball, uh, Nick Foles has looked shaky, but the good news is he's thrown to a guy named Allen Robinson. He had 20.9 last week. This Titans passing defense is brutal. So can't really go wrong with Allen Robinson or Derrick Henry this week. So guys, uh, David Montgomery is running back number 13. Uh, he definitely got the volume versus New Orleans last week. 21 for 89. He also had two receptions for 16 yards. David Montgomery is a guy where you're expected to get at least 10 points from him. Uh, he's only put up single digits in two weeks, and those were the first 
those were in the first three weeks of the season. Since week four, he's put up at least 10 points. Um, he's a pretty solid back. He's a guy that he's not going to do insane. He's not going to have 30, but he's also not going to do too poorly, um, especially with the volume he's getting. Expecting to have in that 15 to 20 point range this week. I agree. And um, Jimmy Graham, he's coming off a down week where he fell all the way from tight end number six to tight end number nine. He had 3.3 points last week. I expect a bounce back week for Jimmy Graham against a brutal Titans passing defense. Ed, who, who do you think wins this one? You know, you have two teams that really need a win desperately here. I like the Bears. Yeah. I like the Bears. Hold Why? Up. Why do you like the Bears? Uh, I just think, you know, Allen Robinson is a difference maker on the outside. Um, he had that incredible catch um, where his elbows were the first thing hit the ground. Um, he was able to maintain control. But this guy has proven to be a top 10 receiver in the league. When healthy, he's been unreal this year. I like the Bears. I'm going to disagree with you. I like the Titans. I think Derrick Henry is going to make Khalil Mack his little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Khalil. Please, please don't kill me. All right, moving on, guys. Panthers versus Chiefs. Uh, this is actually very intriguing for me, guys, as the Chiefs have the 29th best rushing defense in the NFL. This is intriguing because a guy by the name of Christian McCaffrey is slated to come back this week as ESPN is only giving Mike Davis 4.4 points projection this week. So that means there's a good chance McCaffrey's coming back, folks. And that is huge as McCaffrey coming back adds a whole nother dimension to the Panthers' offense as Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore have been having down weeks. You know, Robbie Anderson, he's... He went from getting me 20 points a week to like 8, 9 every week. And if, if when McCaffrey comes back, they're going to have to respect McCaffrey because Mike Davis has not been getting respect at all the past two weeks. He's had 6 points and 8 points the past two weeks. So they're going to have to respect the run, and they're going to have to respect the screen passes with McCaffrey back. So this could bode well for everybody on the Carolina Panthers offense, especially Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore. Yeah, I totally agree, Raider. Um, obviously, with CMC coming back, uh, it definitely adds a whole other dimension to the offense. Um, going into the Chiefs, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell, I would stay away from both of them. I mean, Clyde is a guy that you have to start considering the value that you were drafting him at in the first, second round uh, in most leagues. <clears throat> Six for 21, 6.1 points. He had three receptions for 10 yards. Not something you like to see. Le'Veon Bell also had six points. But what's interesting about this passing attack for Kansas City is a guy by McCall Hardman. He's relevant. Um, seven for 96. Uh, he had a touchdown. He had nine targets. Uh, he had 22 points. Another guy is Demarcus Robinson, who also had 16 points, four for 63 on five targets. He definitely made the most out of his targets. Uh, but these guys are very inconsistent. Uh, I wouldn't start to Marcus Robinson. Hardman might be in an intriguing start this week. Um, he's wide receiver 40. He is a low-end flex, uh, but he's definitely a guy you should have on your bench. Um, he's only owned at 29.9% of leagues. So go after a guy like Kim or Darnell Mooney, guys that have potential and have great passers. I mean, even though Nick Foles has been shaky, um, he's still able to get the deep ball to Mooney. And also... Hardman, a guy who has Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. Um, 
Besides that, Travis Kelsey is a start every week. I mean, come on now. Projected 17.1 points. He's still tied at number one. He's at, he already has 610 receiving yards, 48 receiving re- receptions. And he's already had 68 targets this year. This guy's getting most of the target share in this offense. He has six touchdowns. Expect him to score another one this week. Um, he had 25 last week, eight for 109 with a tutty. Um, that's all I really have to say about the Chiefs. Um, they have a shaky passing offense. You don't know who's going to get a majority of the targets, but you can always rely on Travi Kelsey, the man, the myth, not the myth. He's still a legend, though. How about the cheetah? Tyreek Hill had 25 points last week. He's up to wide receiver number five. You can always rely on him, too. Wow. I actually totally forgot about him. Yeah, currently wide receiver number five, a guy who had six targets, four for 98. Um He's only had two weeks where he's had over nine targets. So hopefully this week against a Carolina defense, um, he'll be going up against, I believe, Dante Jackson, the young corner out of LSU. Um, I mean, Tyree Kill has been an absolute killer this year. Um, he already has seven touchdowns, which is insane. Uh, 35 to, for 537 and seven touchdowns, um, averaging 15.3. Per reception, um, he's a guy you love. Uh, had six targets last week. Um, he's a guy you're starting him because you drafted him high. And also the fact that Tyreek Hill only got six targets last week and still had a massive 25 points, it, speak volu- it speaks volumes to the way that Mahomes is able to distribute the ball and also speaks volumes to the quality of the guys around him. It's a shame too, Eddie, that guys like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Le'Veon Bell, two guys who are elite talents, they're being wasted. You know, both those guys' fantasy values have been diminished severely. And, well, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's fantasy values have been diminished severely by the arrival of Le'Veon Bell. There are two guys where they're so talented and you got to put it in your lineup, but it's Russian roulette every week moving forward with them. Uh, who do you think has more points? Clyde the Glide or Le'Veon Bell? I like Clyde the Glide, baby. I think I just love... That he's a young running back, he's a rookie. Uh, they drafted him for a reason. I think his carries will go up a little bit. Um, obviously, they brought in Le'Veon Bell, but he has not proven that he can take over the role. I think it's Lev Bell just because he's Lev, Lev Bell and he's more established, but we can agree to disagree on that. Lev Bell hasn't had a good year since 2017. Uh, obviously, he has a better destination with the Chiefs. Adam Gase sucks, we've been through that, but um, he needs to prove that he can be the bell cow in this offense. But obviously, like I said before, they drafted CEH for a reason. Um, they drafted him high in the first round. And obviously, you got to start Clyde. Yeah, no, I think you start them both. And I'm just picking Bell because I think he has bigger upside than Clyde Ebersolaire because he's proven and he's finally in a good situation. But I don't think these guys are good fantasy options by any stretch of the imagination. All right, Ed, moving on. Seahawks versus Bills. And let me just say, I love this matchup. Uh... You've got Russell Wilson, who's the MVP. You've got Josh Allen, who's fourth among fantasy points, who's kind of cooled off since all the MVP hype early on, 13.3 last week. But what I'm really excited about is the wide receivers. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver number one. DK Metcalf, wide receiver number three, who had 40 last week. And our boy, Stephon Diggs, who had 15 last week. He's ranked number six. Eddie, I love this matchup. It's going to be an exciting game. Totally agree. But uh, like we said last week, Tyler Lockett would get majority of the attention from opposing defenses. 
and San Francisco definitely did their homework on this guy. They had four for 33 um, for 7.3 points, um, and that obviously opened the door for our guy, DK Metcalf, with 40. Um, he obviously proved that he's still relevant in fantasy after that 4.3 game against Arizona. 12 for 161 on 15 targets. We were talking about how uh, Tyler Lockett got 20 targets against Arizona. Well, DK Metcalf got 15 of those in the next week. So it's really all about, I think Wilson has streaks where he's like, all right, I like Lockett this week. And okay, I like Metcalf. So it's like, who's going to have the better week? And I think it's this week, it's like, okay, DK had the big week last week. Time to focus all our attention on DK, and now Tyler Lockett's going to go off. It's just like a seesaw every week. Both these guys are so good, and whoever has the bigger week, it's going to open up doors for the other guy. (laughs) It's crazy that they can't have two balanced weeks for 20 points. Facts. They're definitely capable of doing it. I hate to say it, but like, um, it's kind of extremely frustrating to own one of those guys. Even though they've been so good this year, it's very frustrating because you don't know whether they're going to have a massive week or barely have any points. But a guy I want to talk about is Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, he had 15 points. Another downish week for him. Not down, he's still getting good points, but like for the numbers he was putting up, he's cooled off. And a lot of that falls, a lot of that cooling off from Stefan Diggs boils down to Josh Allen. He's played himself out of the MVP conversation. He had 13.3 points last week. Uh, they headed towards the run a lot more last week because Josh Allen has not been playing like Josh Allen. He's come back down to earth. And a guy I want to talk about is Zach Moss. Zach Moss had 14 carries for 81 yards. He had and two touchdowns. He had 20 fantasy points. And a guy who's been on waiver wire, he's been on a lot of people's radars, is Devin Singletary. He had 10 points. He had 14 carries for 86 yards, uh, one reception, six yards, 10 points. So, I mean, both those guys got 14 carries each. And, you know, either of those guys can be a good flex play, especially with Josh Allen. He's not been playing the, the way we know Josh Allen can play. It's good to see guys like Zach Moss and Devin Singletary go off. Uh, yeah, hopefully Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen can get back on track. And Cole, Cole Beasley, too. Cole Beasley's always a good play. Yeah, I mean, obviously Brandon Ayuk went off against Seattle's defense last week. He had a freaking track meet. So expect Stefan Diggs to have 20-plus points. I think the minimum for his points is like 15. What do you think about Josh Allen? Do you think he's going to have a bounce-back week? I mean, this the Seattle passing defense is the worst in the NFL. Yeah, I think it's a bounce-back week for Josh Allen. Um, had two down weeks in a row. But that's bound to happen. Um He's still in the top ten for fantasy quarterbacks, correct? He's fourth. Still fourth. Incredible. Yeah, he's just been – it's set the season, playing himself out of the MVP conversation. Doesn't uh, matter. They're so, still winning games. So, oh, okay. So, we got two – don't you fucking touch that. We have – for those who can't see, Eddie has just been like – Eddie's trying to rip my Russell Westbrook jersey off the wall. It's driving me up in wall. He's not fantasy basketball relevant. Oh, he's Russell Westbrook. He's always fucking relevant. Uh – Tyler Lockett, DK, Stephon Diggs, who has the most points? I personally think it's going to be Tyler Lockett because I think DK is going to get a lot of the attention. I think Josh Allen's been kind of off recently, and I think that leaves Tyler Lockett. I think he gets the most points out of all of them. I want to say Diggs because of the matchup, but I like DK Metcalf this week. Really? So you like back-to-back weeks for massive weeks from DK? I mean, him or Lockett's going to go off because Russell Wilson's a god. 
I think they're going to have more of a balanced week this week. Um, I think DK could possibly have like 20, 25, um, while I think Lockett will probably have the 14 to 20 range. Um, they're two. I wanted to add this. They are the best duo in the NFL, period, end of story. Tyler Lockett's proven to be a top 10 receiver this year. He's incredible. All right, Eddie. Falcons versus Broncos. Drew Locke, swaggy Drew Locke, drove the Broncos down the field and won last week. Throws the game-winning touchdown with one second left. Hits the Dougie. And now he's going up against the 31st best passing defense in the NFL, in the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, yeah. Noah Fant, Jerry Judy, Deshaun Hamilton, KJ I mean... Hamler. <laughs> All these guys could have big weeks. <laughs> Totally, yeah. I know Noah Fan at 11.7 points. Um, a bounce back week for him, considering that he hasn't been in double digits in scoring in the past three weeks. Jerry Judy also had a pretty decent week. Um, I had to start both of them because of injuries and buys. Um, Jerry Judy, he's always going to get those two to four target or two to four receptions a game, but. I'm not sure if it was Drew Locke or Jerry Judy. I'm assuming it was Drew Locke and his inconsistencies because he only had a 60% completion percentage. Jerry Judy had 10 targets, and unfortunately he was only able to catch four of them for 73 yards and 11.3 points. Um, KJ Hamler, another guy, the Penn State product, the second-round pick, I believe. Um, He had 10.3, so... It seems like Locke is really trying to find his number one guy, his uh, co-attacker in this offense. Yeah, and transitioning to the Falcons, Matt Ryan is up to quarterback number seven. He had 20.7 points last week. And Julio Jones, he had 20.7 points as well. So the Julio Jones-Matt Ryan connection is looking great, but what might not be so great for Falcons fantasy owners is that the Broncos have the ninth-best passing defense in the NFL – and Calvin Ridley is questionable this week. So Julio Jones, you play him obviously. He is he's but he's played like Julio Jones the last two weeks. But it'll be sad if Calvin Ridley doesn't play, who is wide receiver number two in the NFL. He's questionable. He had seven point two points last week. Uh, that could not bode well for Julio owners and even Hayden Hurst owners too. Hayden Hurst at the sixth best tight end. He had ten point four last week, and Calvin Ridley not playing really fucks it up for all those guys if he doesn't play. I think definitely Julio Jones is going to be getting most of the attention, especially with Calvin Ridley out. That could potentially help Hayden Hurst, but I think the Broncos' passing defense is just too good. Calvin Ridley's questionable, by the way, so it's wait and see. Yeah, it's wait and see, um, but obviously that hurts their entire offense as it takes out that deep threat. Um the deep threat dimension in the offense. All right, moving on. Eddie, this is a bittersweet matchup for you. The Los Angeles Chargers versus the Las Vegas Raiders. On one hand, you love your boy Justin Herbert, but on the other hand, a guy you overdrafted, you drafted him fifth overall. He's out of the top 15 now. Josh Jacobs, what do you think about this one, Eddie? Justin Herbert, um, now quarterback 12. He is ahead of Lamar Jackson. Let me repeat that. And Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is 14th, too. <laughs> yeah, insane. And I think his ranking will only go up. Uh, since coming in to the league in week two, um, he's not put up less than 17 points. He's been insane. But also, a guy, Josh Jacobs, like I said earlier, he had 31 
rushes. You love that, but he he had 31 for 128 and nothing coming out of the backfield um, in the passing game. Uh, 4.1 yards to carry, it's decent, but you need to see him getting more involved in the passing game. And to correct you, he is running back 11. And Oh, I apologize. I feel like this guy is really touchdown dependent because his two big weeks this season have come in week one where he had three touchdowns and week five where he had two. Um, in all other weeks, he hasn't recorded a touchdown, so he really needs to get those touchdowns up. He's currently at five. But a guy like him, I'm always going to love Josh Jacobs because he's getting so many carries. It's insane. Insane. 31 carries. I mean, expect him to get at least 20 next week. Yep. Couldn't agree more. And I mean, like, Nelson Aguilar and his mishaps. Nelson Aguilar is currently wide receiver 51. (laughs) Not relevant at all. Zero points in a game where he was healthy at Cleveland. Um, This guy's very shaky. Um... Weeks four to week seven, he had 14, 14, and 21. Uh, And obviously his big week was week seven where he had 21.7. Not a guy you're starting in your lineup. Frankly, I don't even have interest in putting this guy on my team. The only, aside from Josh Jacobs, who is, he's he's still running back too. I'm not going to give him, I'm not going to say he's a flex play. That would just be mean of me. But uh, Darren Waller, he is playing a mediocre Chargers passing defense. And Darren Waller, he had 7.8 points last week. He's tight end number two in the NFL. Uh, Let's see if he can challenge Travis Kelsey for the number one spot. Could be a bounce back week against a mediocre Chargers passing defense. But, you know, the thing that I think suits Darren Waller is so well. We say this every week. He's a tight end in a wide receiver's body. And the... The Las Vegas Raiders, they also they have talented guys in Nelson Aguilar, Henry Ruggs, and Hunter Renfro. These guys are all talented. Now, that now they aren't getting the numbers, but they're still speedy guys, and they still have to respect the deep threat with all these guys. So that's been opening up the middle of the field for Darren Waller. So expect a big week for Darren Waller. All right, Ed, Dolphins versus Cardinals. Our boy Kenyon Drake's out, but... uh. Tua didn't have a good fantasy week, but he still got got the dub for the Dolphins. You know, I was impressed. We we shit on Tua a little bit last week, so it was good to see him. You know, he, he didn't try to do too much, which was good. I mean, he got the W. That's all that matters. Miles Gaskin is out with an MCL sprain. Expected to miss next three weeks. Um, Oof. You got guys like, I mean, the very irrelevant Devontae Parkers in the world and Preston Williams, who have done nothing this year. Devontae Parker is currently wide receiver 33. Um, he's just, his targets have been inconsistent. Week four, he had 12. Week five, he had three. Week six, he had eight. And week eight, because they had a bye week seven, he had two. So he's definitely inconsistent wide receiver. Um, you know, at most, he's a flex. Yep. And the guy I want to talk about too, especially with Kenny and Drake out is Chase Edmonds. He had the bye last week, but he had 21 points against Seattle. Uh, treat He has high PPR value. Treat him like a wide receiver. Treat him like a James White kind of guy, but with if Kenyon Drake's out again, it could be big for Chase Edmonds. He had 21 points against Seattle, which, I mean, makes sense. Seattle's passing defense is brutal for him to have seven receptions for 87 yards. But, you know, he is a borderline flex play in my opinion, and obviously, uh, and it says here that our guy Matt Matt Barry the goat is high on Chase Edmonds in Week Nine, so I trust Matt Barry. I'm starting James Chase Edmonds as like my wide receiver. Well, he he <laughs> got me there. He, he is like a wide receiver. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm starting him no matter what. He's projected 18 points about um, you start him, especially with the appeal coming out of the backfield as a catch. Screen, a screen passes, yes, please. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray. <laughs> I mean, just great connection. You name it. I uh, just want to point this out. Kyler Murray is quarterback number three. He had 40 points. He had 40 points the week prior before the bye. And DeAndre Hopkins, he is projected 17.9 this week. All right, Ed, Steelers versus Dallas Cowboys. The brutal, pitiful, worst defense in the NFL, Dallas Cowboys. James Conner is due for 25 points. I, I think mean, he's due for 40. <laughs> I mean, honestly, against his Dallas running, rushing defense, and just their defense in general is absolutely horrific. James Conner is projected 20 points this week. Expect him to really go off. Um, and he's getting the volume. Uh, he's been one of the most consistent running backs in fantasy this year. Despite the injury in week one, he's put up 20, 25, 15, 17, 14, 15. You love that as a fantasy um, owner of James Conner. 110 carries, 498 yards for an average of 4.5 yards a carry and five touchdowns. If he gets a touchdown next week on top of the amount of volume he's going get, to be getting, see him for a big week. I mean, come on. Chase Claypool this week, um, 13.2 against a pretty rough Baltimore defense. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster kind of came back. He's kind of becoming he's, more reliable. He's been good the last two weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Claypool, obviously. Um, Who do you think gets the most points, Juju Claypool or Deontay Johnson? Mm, Deontay Johnson is very streaky, so you never know with him. He had 29, and then he had 1.6. Um, I think most of the attention will be going up. I mean, you think about who's the number one corner in that Dallas defense. It's probably Trayvon Diggs. It's beginning torched by Travis Fulgham, Terry McLaurin. Expect, I mean, this receiving core going up against that secondary. I mean, I like Claypool this week. Um, I like all of these guys, frankly. Um, obviously, Deontay Johnson is flex guy. Um, but Claypool and... Juju are both wide receiver twos this week. Great matchup. Yep, I think Deontay Johnson's a borderline flex play if if you're desperate. Uh, I want to talk about Amari Cooper. He is down to wide receiver number 10. Uh, with Ben DiNucci at quarterback, it was not good for him. He had 1.5 fantasy points, and it gets worse. Andy Dolan got, got COVID after getting a concussion. Ben DiNucci time. So the bad luck continues. But, he was uh, playing street ball in Philly. Amari, <laughs> dude, dude, Ben DiNucci was like Ben the Italian style in DiNucci. He was throwing sidearm all over the place. Patrick Mahomes. Watch out. And guys like Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb, their fantasy value is is severely diminished. And since those guys aren't doing well, Zeke Elliott is not doing well as a consequence of that. He had 8.3 points last week. Um, They're just stacking the box. It's it's just a shame, dude, to see these Dallas. I mean, it's not a shame. As an Eagles fan, I love to see it. But these guys had so much fantasy value, and now it's just down the toilet, all because they got Ben Danucci at quarterback. Well, I mean, it's crazy. And they also have horrible coaching, too. Yeah, Mike McCarthy. I mean, there's a reason why Green Bay got rid of him. Um, but the guy that had a pretty decent week last week against Philadelphia is my guy. No longer my guy because I dropped him because I was so pissed off with his fantasy. And consistency is Michael Gallup. 12 targets, 7 for 61. Um, but the Steelers are just too good of a defense. Um, I mean, in week 7, he didn't even have a catch. So... 
I'm not starting him. Um, he's projected eight points. But, I mean, CeeDee Lamb, production, down the toilet. Dallas might get less than five first downs this game. Their offense is so bad, and the Steelers, the Steelers have, when it's all said and done, they might have one of the greatest defenses in NFL history. I'm saying it right now, Eddie. The Steelers' defense, they're bringing it back to the 1970s with the Steel Curtain this year. It's unbelievable. All right, Eddie, we are moving on to Sunday Night Football on NBC. Uh, it's a big one. Buccaneers versus Saints. Antonio Brown he is back. You know what that means? Another dimension to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense. Gotta love it. And God knows they need it because Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones have not been getting the job done recently. I'm a Ronald Jones owner. His fantasy value has been diminished severely. And you know why this is gonna add a, even a this is you know why this is gonna add a, another great dimension to this offense is because Rob Gronkowski. He has been going off. He has moved into the top 15 in tight end rankings in the NFL. He had 17.2 last week. Him and Tom Brady passed Steve Young and Jerry Rice for the second most passing touchdowns for a duo in NFL history. So you've got Gronk, you've got Mike Evans, you've got Antonio Brown, who when healthy and when he can stay out of his own way is, and he can get out of his own head, is the best wide receiver, the best talented wide receiver, aside from Julio and DeAndre Hopkins. I think talent-wise, he's the third best wide receiver in the NFL. And you get Mike Evans, you get Antonio Brown, you get Rob Gronkowski. Tom Brady could have a field day moving forward for the rest of the season. And it should help out their running backs, because God knows they need it with Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones' recent struggles. Yeah, also you're forgetting Chris Godwin, who is coming back. He's questionable. He's questionable with 14.6 projection. Um, he's a guy I'm not starting this week because um, I just don't trust him. Um, but, yeah, obviously I totally agree with what you had to say about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers adding Antonio Brown. I don't know if he's the third best talent considering he's missed all this time, but expect him to really – they'll really want – Bruce Arians will definitely want to get Antonio Brown incorporated into this offense. And it's exciting to see a guy that hasn't been in the league and. About two years, I believe, or about a year or so. So it'll be exciting to see, and this is going to be a very good game. Um, I think whether it's Gronk, whether it's Evans, whether it's Godwin, whoever is getting – it could even be Antonio Brown, who is going to be shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore, um, one of the best corners in the game. So we'll see who gets shadowed because whoever gets shadowed is going to have a bad week. It's almost like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing Madden career mode with without the salary cap on because they are building an all-star team. They're stacked at every position, and I'm excited to see what happens. And and this is exciting, too, because you look at the Saints. You have Alvin Kamara, who is guaranteed 20 points a week. If I could take anybody in the NFL and put them on my fantasy roster, I'm taking Alvin Kamara. The lowest points he's had all year is 19 points. He's a god. He's a god. And you know who's questionable this week, Eddie? Who's questionable this week? Which adds more fuel to the fire for this already loaded fantasy matchup. Michael Big Time Thomas. He doesn't only catch slants. He's a good receiver. Get that out of <laughs> your head. So, who has more points this week if they both play? Mike Thomas or Antonio Brown? Michael Thomas. I think so, too. He's the number one option in this offense. If he plays, he gets more points. He'll probably have the most points out of any receiver in this game. All right, Eddie. Jets 
versus Patriots. Should we even talk about this game? This is a stinker. Um, the absolute stinker of all time. Uh, probably the worst matchup we've seen all year, especially fantasy value. Um, guy that when he gets the volume, he's the man. He is definitely volume dependent, though. It's Damian Harris. Had a good week last week, 16 for 102, averaging 6.2 yards per carry. And he had a touchdown, 16 points. Pretty solid. Um, you're adding him this week. He's going first off waivers. Um, he's only owned in 45.3% of leagues. And that went up by 16.4% last week. So there's definitely a guy where you got to be excited if you're a Damian Harris owner. Uh, he's projected 11 points. He's very he's a very low flex play, um, but yeah, he's definitely volume dependent. So should I add? Because look, right now I'm looking at Aaron Jones and David Johnson, and if Aaron Aaron Jones doesn't play, I gotta start David Johnson. Should I add Damian Harris and play him? Like, should I take sh- should I take that move? I mean, if he gets the volume, yes. Okay. I mean, they don't have any receivers. <laughs> They, they got Julian Edelman, who's like 50 years oh, old. Oh, no, he's he's also out for the season. Oh, he is? Yeah, so they have no one. They have Na- they have Nikhil Harry. He's like the one guy we've like talked about. Like, Is he even having a solid fantasy week? I don't think. Pause? No. He, but I remember we hyped him up. I remember that we hyped him up he's earlier played on the season. one game this year. Oh, no, never mind. Um, yeah, wide receiver 90. Pretty good. One reception for six yards on two Woo! targets. Um, even in the game where he had 12 targets, he only had 15 points. So don't start anyone in this offense. Don't even start, actually, probably have to start Cam Newton. Um, obviously if you have with this running appeal. But you're not even satisfied if you have Cam Newton because you don't know who is going to help him have a good week. I got, you know, I got one guy. I got a waiver wire guy owning 3.2% of leagues. His name is Braxton Berrios. He's a Matt Berry guy. He had 11 targets last week, seven the week prior. He had 11.4 fantasy points, uh, eight for 34. I mean, if you're desperate. If, if you, you're desperate. If you have a gun to your head held hostage saying, you need to play Braxton Berrios or I'm going to shoot your eye out, uh, <laughs> you play Braxton Berrios. But I like the Jets to get their first win this week. I really, I really do. I mean, kind of a hot take, but I do. Yeah, there's really no one else. Um, obviously, the running back situation is very weird with Michael Perrine. Um, all guys that don't deserve to be starters in your lineup, unless you're like riddled with injuries. If you have like the Nick Chubbs and you know the Le'Veon Bell, where their volume just plummeted, um, you know, Michael Perrine had eight carries. Not appealing, you're not starting him. Yeah. I mean, I got nothing else. I mean, I think that's it. We talked, this is kind of one of our longer podcasts. I think think it was a good show. Uh, Eddie, what's your one bold prediction for this week? Brandon Ayuk for president. Uh, He's going to have another solid week this week. He's starting at my wide receiver too. Um, I'm starting him over Godwin. Big week for Brandon Ayuk. Yep, um, my my bold prediction is that we're not going to know who the president is by the next time we record this podcast. Something crazy is going to happen. Uh, that's all we got. I mean, Thrive Fantasy, promo code NES, N-E-S-T, all caps. Uh, yeah, uh, Eddie, signing off, my friend. Signing off. See you guys.
Peace.